end just as purposefully as I. She led up to it by talking of her husband's ambition to build a church over at Kowloon. The difficulty, says she, sighing, was money, although even that would not have been insurmountable had it not been for the impending war. When Sir Hope Grant begins his campaign, you see, it is certain that there will be a cessation of all China trade, even with Canton, says she. And when that happens, why, there will be an end to all Josiah's hopes, and mine. And she choked back a little sob. I feigned concern and squeezed her hand, begging her to explain. I knew, as all the world did, that Grant was due in Hong Kong shortly, with a fleet and army whose purpose would be to go up country and force our latest treaty down the Chinese emperor's throat. Though it wasn't liable to be much of a war, I'd be homeward bound before Grant arrived. Thank God! for he would certainly dragoon me into service if I were silly enough to be on hand. But even a little war will put an end to traffic with the Chinese merchants, Mrs. Carpenter lamented. Oh, it is so hard when Josiah and his friends have invested so wisely. To be robbed of the deserved profit that would have fulfilled his dream, it is too bad. And she looked at me with trembling mouth and great blue eyes. Gad, she was like Elspeth even to the imbecile parting of those crimson lips and the quivering of her top hamper. Feeling slightly fogged, I asked what investment had dear Josiah made. Why, opium, of course. He was so clever laying out Papa's legacy in two thousand chests of the very choicest patna, says this fair flower of the vicarage, and it would have fetched ever so much money at Canton, more than enough to build our dear little church, but if he cannot sell, she sniffed and looked woebegone. Do you mean to tell me, says I, astonished, that Josiah is smuggling poppy? I know the church is game for anything as a rule, and Hong Kong only existed for the opium trade, but it don't go with dog collars exactly. Gracious, no! Dear Sir Harry, how could you suppose a thing? Why, it is not smuggling at all nowadays. She was all lovely earnestness, as she explained. Josiah says that the fifth supplementary clause of the new treaty removes all restrictions on the trade of opium. It is true, she admitted gravely, that the treaty is not yet ratified, but Sir Hope Grant will see to that, and Josiah says there can be no illegality in profiting by anticipation. Josiah will end up in Lambeth Palace or Dartmoor at this rate, thinks I. Imagine! A clergyman peddling the black smoke. Purely out of curiosity, I asked, didn't he have moral qualms? She twitched her tits in impatience. Oh, Josiah says that it is nonconformist missionary talk, and that it is well known the natives of China use opium as a sedative rather than as a narcotic, and that it does not one-tenth of the harm that strong waters cause among our poorer classes at home, gin and such things. Then she sighed again, and they quivered in dejection. But it is all by the way now, if he cannot sell the cargo. Hold on, says I. Why can't he sell it? Where is it, by the way? At Macau. Josiah has gone over today to see it put aboard the fast crabs and scrambling dragons. Not two years out of the schoolroom, sink me, and she was talking like a taipan. Well, there you are. He can send it up Pearl River to the Canton factories tomorrow and sell it to the Hongs. Oh, if it were so simple.
But you see, Sir Harry, with all the war talk, the Chinese merchants have been forbidden to buy from our people, and, and Josiah and his friends have no influence to persuade them. Then get Dent or Jardine to run it in. They'll persuade anybody, and get a better price than Josiah could, I dare say. And take all our profit in commission. They are the greediest persons, you know, says this tender child. Besides, the price is settled. Josiah vows to take no less than eight pounds a chest. Jesus! I mean, dear me, says I. Two thousand chests? Why, that's near a ton, isn't it? Sixteen thousand quid! I was no expert, but you couldn't be in Hong Kong five minutes without knowing the going figures. Phew! Well, my dear, can't he put it in bond until things are more settled? It is prepared, Chandu, not raw cake, says the opium queen pathetically. Unless it goes directly, it must spoil. Oh, is it not wretchedly unlucky? Those who could run it will do so.